What is up, you delicious human? Welcome back to the Unicorn HQ podcast. Or if you are new here, welcome to the fam. If this is the first episode you are listening to, this podcast is for you. If you want to learn how to become your best motherfucking self, the best version of you, whatever that looks like to you, because it's individual. If you want to learn how to embrace your uniqueness and own your weird and just step into the most confident, vibrant, elevated version of yourself, then hit that subscribe button and stick around because this podcast is for you. This is episode number 53 and it is our second edition of the Friday Q&A. I still do not have a better name for this fucking episode title segment. So that's what we're sticking with until something arises and I'm sure one day soon the the idea the name the title the segment title will land but until that we're sticking with friday q and a a little disclaimer uh if you can hear at any point banging bashing fucking noises that's because i am currently living through renovations and just because i'm living through renovations does not mean that my work stops So I've really had to work around the noise in terms of when I'm recording video content, recording audio content, and I'm really trying to going, I'm really going to try to edit out any noises that you might hear. However, maybe there will, you will hear some. So if you're like, what the fuck is that shitty noise in the background? That's what that is. It is very exciting though. The kitchen process has begun, which is fucking awesome. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know if any of you have looked at appliances recently or done renovations recently, but there's literally like fuck all appliances in this country right now. Fridge, oven, dishwasher, microwave, washing machine, dryer. And we have this huge fucking issue with the imports because apparently China has gone through their next run of COVID. And so all of their workers uh, uh, not working because they're in a lockdown and there's 700 ships that need to be loaded with stuff from China, 700. So that's been a whole ordeal. I've actually, um, wow. Welcome to my chat. I have actually really enjoyed being part of this process, the Renault process, even though I complain about it just because it's a bit fucking annoying sometimes, but the whole process has been fascinating. I ask our tradies 700 questions a day and they answer every single one of them. They are the best guys. And I think by the end of this renovation, I could be a tradie. I'm just going to skip trade school for four years and become a tradie change of career maybe I did actually pull out a wall the other day they allowed me to do that (laughs) it was so fun um and I've just been like weirdly watching them and just asking them so many questions so that's that anyway if you can hear any noises that's what it is but like I said I'll do my best to try and edit them out and stop talking when they're banging and then resume talking and edit that bit out but if you can hear it that's that I do apologize but the show has to go on know what I'm saying So today we have two questions, very different, very um, unique. Both of them, I put a poll, what's it called? A question box on my Instagram yesterday asking what questions that you have for me across literally anything that you want to ask. And uh, I pulled out two that I thought were 
very interesting, very different, um, and really great topics. So the two questions are, number one, how did I know it was the right time to leave my relationship? And number two, what has been my best lesson this far in 2022? So very different, very unique, very just like life oriented. So I'm keen to discuss this. Question number one, how did I know it was the right time to leave my relationship? I was pretty interested by this question coming in, to be honest, because I haven't, uh, it's been quite a while since I was in that relationship. It was about two years ago, but I did document the breakup experience and the healing process on Instagram. So I guess someone remembers that and maybe you want advice on whether it is your time to leave your relationship. So I will very happily answer this question. So for anyone who doesn't know, two years ago, I decided to leave a relationship. Uh, But the most important part of that is that it was a relationship that there was nothing inherently wrong as in nothing bad had happened, no one had cheated, no one had fallen out of love. It was two humans who still loved each other. I decided that it was time for me to end the relationship. Uh, It was, at the time, the hardest decision I have ever had to make because like I said, we still loved each other. I still wanted to be with this person. I just didn't wanna be with this person in the city that we were living. So without going too much into it because it's, in the past, but for a bit of context, uh, I moved to Melbourne, which is a city in Victoria in Australia, if anyone's listening and they're from elsewhere. I moved to Melbourne with him for his job. I never had any intention of living in Melbourne. I actually never really liked Melbourne, but I moved there because I could. I work online, I'm location independent, and I could was the one who could move, and I was in love. So you do for people that you love, all kinds of shit. So I moved to Melbourne. We were in Melbourne for about two and a half years and it got, I had this kind of realization moment uh, that I hated Melbourne. I was fucking depressed there. I was unhappy. I absolutely, absolutely despised it. So what happened was uh, I went to Sydney for a weekend and I was amongst my friends and I did the eastern suburbs beaches walk and I was by the ocean and if you know anything about me I'm a fucking ocean person I love the ocean the ocean makes me calm and stress-free and relaxed and it just makes me feel fucking happy and free and if you don't know anything about Melbourne the ocean exists except it doesn't really (laughs) like In Melbourne, there's just a bay and it's just... A lot of people don't understand this when I describe it, but if you're an ocean person, you get it. Like, it's just this flat bay. It's like the shit version of the ocean, you know? It's like the American version of the ocean. As a side tangent, when I went to America one time, my brother lives over there, he's married over there. We went to the beach with one of his friends, his American friends, and his friend took us to this beach and was like, this is the best beach in the world. (laughs) And it was like rocky and fucking like, there was no sand, it was just rocks. And I remember looking at my brother being like, fuck me dead, mate, have you been to Australia? Anyway, that is besides the point. So anyway, 
I went to Sydney and then I had this realization and it was kind of the, I don't know, the culmination of time and then the difference of the environment that allowed me to come to that conclusion. And what I mean by that is I think I knew it. I think I thought it, but it wasn't like super conscious and I didn't want to admit it to myself. Like I said, I was fucking in love with the bloke. I didn't, I didn't want for it to end at the time. So when I changed the environment and like I was in a different environment and I realized that I was like, fuck. Cause once something comes to the forefront, then you have to take action on it. Then you actually have to do something about it. So on the way back from Sydney to Melbourne on the plane, I wrote down in my notes app, like everything that I'd felt and everything that I was feeling. And when I got back to Melbourne that night, we went for a walk and I shared all of that and sharing all of that was really difficult because again then that brought it to the forefront between us and so then of course everyone's thoughts go wild and everyone thinks different things and so the first thing was that I had allowed myself to admit that I was really unhappy in the city then the conversation went to well if I move will you come And that was a whole fucking thing because his job was there, his career, and he then had to make the decision, relationship or career. And I had to make the decision, relationship or environment slash happiness. And I, of course, chose my happiness and he chose his career. So, I mean, that was the the second thing. I feel like if you're meant to be together, you will make it fucking work. He didn't want to do long distance. He didn't want to move. I didn't want to stay. So if you're meant to be together, you will fucking make it happen. So that was the second thing. The third thing that I realized, and I didn't realize it at the time, so it's unhelpful if you're currently trying to make a decision. But for me, I realized after the fact that I was trying to mold this person into someone that I wish he was, who, who he wasn't. He wasn't that. I wanted him to be this version and you can't make someone change. I was trying to make him someone he wasn't. I was trying to make him someone he didn't want to be. And you can't fucking do that. <laughs> you can't change people. If you love someone, you accept them as they are. You love them as they are and you love them as they grow and I yeah wanted him to be someone he wasn't and that was really unfair of me and I guess the last point for you if you're listening and you're trying to decide whether it's the right thing to do particularly if you're in a similar situation as I was as in nothing bad has happened you still love the person something to think about is when you're thinking about marriage and babies if you want them or the future what does that look like Can you envision them there? Can you envision them being on the same path, the same journey as you? Can you envision growing old with them? And that might be difficult in the moment because you love them and of course you can. Why the fuck else would you be with them? But to go back to the point of I was trying to mold him into someone he wasn't, I can only see this now with reflection, but when I envisioned my future... I envisioned the version of him that I wished that he was. And he wasn't that. (laughs) I was actually only envisioning the future with hope and potential, not with who he was now. So if you, again, are in a similar position and you 
are envisioning your future with this person, are you envisioning the person that he is or she is? Or are you envisioning someone who you wish that he would be or she would be? So to wrap all of that up, what made me realize that it was time to leave the relationship was I wasn't fucking happy and I finally allowed myself to admit that to myself, which took time because again, once you bring something to the forefront, it means you have to take action and taking action is really fucking scary, particularly if it means that the outcome of that action might be something that you don't necessarily want at the time. And the second thing is when he said, I don't want to move and I don't want to do long distance. <laughs> Tell me nothing more. Like that says enough. Again, if you want to make a change in your life and you're with the right person, both of you will fucking do absolutely anything for that relationship to remain intact. I have friends who've lived together and then moved out and still remain together, but lived separately because there's things that they want to do separately. You know, like... There's no fucking blueprint for relationships. You can do relationships in any which way that works for you. But if both of you together are not willing to make it happen, then you don't need to hear anything else. So hopefully that helps and hopefully that answers your question. I'm definitely no relationship expert, but I have learnt many, many lessons. And also post breakup, I read about 453 books and watched about 20,000 different YouTube videos. So I did learn a lot on the back of that. That was my first relationship though. And one day soon, I'll be in a new one, but I will complete this question by saying this. Only with time and with reflection, I've been able to realize that that wasn't the person for me, but it didn't feel like that at the time. And that's why it was so fucking hard and painful at the time because I felt like he was my person. I wouldn't have been with him if I didn't. So it is one of the hardest decisions that you have to make, but sometimes you just have to choose you and choose your happiness. And I also believe that if you're meant to be together, you'll find your way back to each other. Time may pass, years might pass, decades might pass, but eventually I truly believe two souls will come back to each other and find each other if they're meant to be. So. Sis, go fucking chase your dreams. Go be the best version of you. Go put yourself first. Prioritize yourself and your happiness. And whoever you're meant to be with, you'll find them one day. Alrighty, question number two. What has been your best lesson this year? I fucking love this question. Thank you to the person who asked it. I had to think about this one for a second because the first six months of this year has been really interesting for me. Um, I feel like I have gone through this, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like this spiritual evolution, like just feeling all these feelings and like shit happening. I, I honestly cannot fucking explain it. But yeah, it's just been really, really interesting. Uh, and actually, as of Monday, I am about to release a new program that is my self-love course version two that includes the culmination of this last six months of fucking like whatever has happened to me. I feel like my old, it's, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. I feel like I've been a snake and like, I've just fucking left my old skin behind and I've just 
or maybe I'm an onion and I've just suddenly like peeled back all of these layers. And again, I can't fucking describe it, but the culmination of the last six months is about to show up on Monday in my new program called Elevate. <laughs> Elevate, motherfucker. So I'm fucking pumped for that. But yeah, I love this question because it made me think about what has been my biggest lesson because I feel like there's been many. I feel like there's always fucking many lessons everywhere and always, but I think after the last couple of years of my life and then this six month period, I don't know, shit's fucking whack, but I'm here for it. So my biggest lesson that I feel that I have been through is as simple as as simple and as complex, actually, as dropping the shame. Let me give you a bit of context. For my entire life, up until relatively recently, I have carried around shame on my fucking shoulders, lugged it around, slopped it around everywhere in so many different areas of my life. For most of my life, it was body related. I felt shame for being so overweight. Then when I lost all the weight, I felt shame because I still wasn't fucking lean enough. And then on the back of that, I gained a bunch of weight. And then I felt shame even more because who the fuck gains a bunch of weight after losing a bunch of weight? <laughs> a lot of fucking people, by the way. But I felt shame for that because at the time I was weight loss coaching and I shouldn't be teaching people how to lose weight whilst gaining weight. I felt shame because I couldn't stick to my habits. I felt shame in my body fucking all the time. This year, the first six months of this year, I have really dropped the shame around my body and I have dropped into full acceptance of this is where I'm at, this is what I look like, and I have no emotional attachment to my body. Does that mean, does that acceptance mean that I don't want to change it? No. Do I still want to lose a bit of weight because it makes me feel more energetic and just better? Yes. Acceptance does not equal not changing it, but that's a story for another day. So I have been able to drop the shame around my body for the first time in 30 years. Or maybe I should say 24 years because the first time I've ever felt shame around my body was when I was six years old and got bullied for being fat. So for the first time in 24 years, I do not feel shame around my body. And fuck me sideways, it is the best feeling. In other areas of my life, I have also felt shame. I felt shame for not being successful enough. For those of you who don't know, my brother is one of the most successful people ever to exist. I mean, he's not like a billionaire, but he is an incredibly intelligent, incredibly successful human who exists and he's also my brother. And I have always subconsciously, kind of consciously, never really wanted myself to, never really allowed myself to admit it to myself, but I have always felt shame around not being as good as him. And the good was the success, the money. You know, he's married, living his dream life in America with a fucking, he's a multi, multi-millionaire. And 
Comparison is the thief of joy, as they say, but for so long, I fucking despised being his sibling. I don't know anyone else who has a sibling as successful as my brother. And I really kind of had him as as the bar, as like the epitome of who I should be. And I felt a lot of shame because I, I wasn't him. Not, no, not him. That's not true. We're very, very different humans. Uh, I felt a lot of shame because I wasn't as successful as him. And it's only been again, probably this year that I have dropped that. And I have allowed myself to recognize that regardless of my body, my bank account, my car, my relationship status, my clothes, anything external, regardless of that, I am worthy, I am valuable, and I am enough. I don't need to be anyone or do anything or achieve anything in order to be valuable and enough. The definition of self-worth is the value that you place on yourself as a human. I tie self-worth in with value, of course, and shame for me has been a big part of my lack of self-worth. I have felt worthy enough and believe in myself enough to be and do what I have, but I realized that most of my big successes were driven from shame and driven from me feeling like I needed to prove myself in order to gain love, approval, validation, respect. When I look back on all of the big achievements that I've had and that I've done with my work, with my body, in my life, until recently, every single one of them was driven by the need to, or the feeling that I will feel enough when I achieve this, I will feel valuable when, and I will get the validation and the approval when. And Getting stuck in the when X then Y cycle is a very dangerous place because you will never feel worthy, valuable or enough if you're constantly placing conditions on who you need to be or what you need to achieve in order to elicit those feelings. So that has been my biggest lesson this year. Drop the fucking shame. Stop comparing yourself to your brother and not just know, like not just like logically know that you're enough worthy and valuable but fucking embody the shit out of that. I can be in the body I'm in, drive the car that I drive, have the bank account that I have, be the person that I am, and regardless of any of that, be single, my relationship status, regardless of any of that, I now know and have embodied the lesson, embodied the fucking, embodied the shit out of it that I am worthy, valuable enough Regardless, irrespective of any of that fucking external shit. When I say <laughs> that has probably been the biggest lesson or process or integration of my life, that is a fucking understatement because it has completely transformed who I believe I am and what I believe I need to do. And when you're not living your life from shame and when you're not living your life feeling like you need to prove yourself, it just becomes fucking fun. You just get to fucking live and be free and not feel like you need to fucking prove yourself and you're more creative and you know what you want and you don't, there's, you're not living by your self-imposed conditions. You just fucking are. Every human being on this planet is valuable, worthy and enough, irrespective and regardless of literally anything, anything. It doesn't matter who you are or what fucking achievements you have listed on your CV. I don't even have a fucking CV. <laughs> 
None of that shit matters. Yes, it's important to be proud of who you who you are, particularly if you've worked hard to get there. Yes, it's important to be proud of your achievements because you've worked fucking hard to make it happen. But those are not the things that make you worthy and valuable and enough. You, because simply for the fact that you exist as a human being, as a culmination of cells, you are worthy, valuable and enough. The end, period. So that has been my biggest lesson and my biggest integration of 2022 thus far. We are just about to enter the second half of 2022. So that's fucking exciting. So I'll be interested to answer this same question at the end of 2022. But yes, it's been a big six six months personally. And it's about to be an even bigger six months for the second half of this year. I am fucking So those are the two questions that I am answering on this episode. As always, if you have any feedback, if you enjoyed this, if you didn't enjoy this, it's only the second episode or the second Q&A segment that I've done so far. So please let me know if you do or don't enjoy this format. If you have any questions for me for next week, slip on, slide on into my DMs, you slippery little sucker, and ask your question I actually am really enjoying this. So if you don't like it, that's fucking awkward. (laughs) So yes, that is all. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you got value out of this and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.